I am so pumped about today's episode, but just because I'm getting into the positivity groove. You should make this a New Year's resolution. What? To be more positive, enthusiastic. Not that you need it. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 89, and we are going to be talking about bringing the positivity in your marriage. It's just so important. And we need to talk about this because... Oh, I suck at it. Yeah, see right there? That was negative. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm going to work on being more positive, And I really think you should too. Okay, let's do that. Good idea. I'm looking forward to this year already. All right. So the difference between negativity and positivity in marriage is the difference between a marriage filled with nagging, complaining, and criticism versus a marriage that is filled with affirmation. And gratitude and positive emotions. Hmm, I have a question already. What? So if one spouse is naturally negative and one spouse is naturally positive, what happens? Well, they could learn a little bit from each other. So maybe the positive spouse could learn realism from the negative spouse and the negative spouse could learn to be a little more positive from the positive spouse. How does that sound? That sounds so boring. (laughs) Well, what we're going to see is that negativity can be damaging to our marriages. So this is an issue, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to look at some specific strategies for bringing positivity into play. So first of all, just want to kind of come in on this idea that negativity impacts mood and and it impacts our marital satisfaction as well. And, 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 and? That's negative. That was very negative. That was just me making fun of you, actually. Yeah. So... Uh, Like you, some of our listeners might not realize that the negativity they're expressing in their marriage is actually really hurting their mood and marital satisfaction. Well, I'm still in a great mood. (laughs) So far. (laughs) So there's this really neat study that examined the saying is experiencing effect. That's a phrase. Saying is experiencing. And it's just the idea that what it sounds like, you experience what you say. Mm, Like I'm going to have a good day. Because you're talking up the day. And then you'll have a good day? Yes, And also that hearing is experiencing. So they ran four experiments to look at mood before and after complaining or affirmation. And what they found that is, is complaining leads to decreases in mood. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Affirmation leads to increases in mood. Mm -hmm. The effect on mood was equally strong for both complaining and affirmation. So like the rate at which it went up or down. Yeah, they're equally powerful or impactful. Okay. And this effect was found after listening to others affirm or complain, but the effect was also found after hearing one's own affirming or complaining communication. So not just listening to you, but me listening to myself. Oh, like negative self-talk. Yes. So this is saying as experiencing effect, right? Okay. And so this is true generally. This, this wasn't marriage research. This is human nature. Generally, so that's not in the context of marriage, but in the context of marriage, another study looked at some marriages over a 13 year period and found that negativity in the marriage was directly associated with marital dissatisfaction. So as the negativity increased, dissatisfaction with the marriage increased. Right. That makes sense, too, I think. Yeah. So it makes it pretty clear that when we when we bring negativity into our marriages, it impacts both our mood in the short term, but it also really begins to erode our marital satisfaction over the long term. Mm -hmm. So what does negativity look like? 
it's it's like that complaining, criticizing, catastrophizing, just seeing everything clouded with gray or the downside of everything, you know. So I don't think from what I'm hearing, though, that it doesn't have to be a huge, blatant thing. No, it could like just we be... we all have our moments and explode or yeah. are really bad, but it can be a subtle or minor yep. as a an attitude. Yeah. And so it's not like, you know, this is a heart attack where it hits you and you boom, like major yeah. events in your yeah. life. This is more like bad cholesterol that just mm. builds up over time. And then all of a sudden, boom, you find yourself in a crisis. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a very practical issue that comes up here too, Verlinda, as I was thinking through this. And so we did some work on that. And that is, what about the realities of life and of our spouse that are negative? Because mm. you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Like I don't brush my teeth properly. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I tend to like drool when I brush my teeth and you think that everything should stay in your mouth until you spit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. So we bring bad habits or, you know, I habits. I can't believe I just said that on the air. I, everybody knows about that now. We should do a video. No, we're okay. Just go off with what you were saying. Okay. So Verlinda drools a little bit when she brushes <laughs> teeth. But other than that, she doesn't drool. I can handle that. It's only twice a day. At least she's brushing her teeth, right? So the point is that we bring... <laughs> Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Get a paper bag, somebody. <laughs> we bring bad habits and, and we, or we else we develop them in our marriages. This happens. Mm-hmm. And what do we do with those bad habits? Because if we talk to our spouse about them, that's negativity, right? Yes. So do we just put up with them? Mm. So that's a sidebar to this topic, but it's a very important one. So what I've done is to create a separate audio clip that deals specifically with how to give helpful feedback to your spouse. Mm-hmm. about their drooling. <laughs> and you can receive a link to that private audio clip by email today. If you open your browser to oyf.link slash 89, just scroll down the blog post for this episode there and you'll see a gray box with a button in it. Or if you're on the phone, on your phone, your cell phone, you can just text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. If you have to pay for text messages, that's a text message. You're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> Once again, though, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse, or you can get this bonus on the blog post for this episode at oyf.link slash 89. And that's where we talk about how to give helpful feedback to your spouse. So just kind of park in that. Okay. Where we want to go with this is that expressing gratitude and appreciation will strengthen your marriage. Hmm. So just stop and think for a moment. When was the last time you pointed out directly to your spouse without any sarcasm or joking, but sincerely expressed something to him or her that you appreciated? You are so good at this. Thanks. You just did it. Good job. Oh, thank you. (laughs) But we all want more of this, right? Mm -hmm. And, And you're maybe hoping your spouse would give you more. I get that. But how much are you giving? That's the question. Because you you can only... What? That you wish your spouse would give you more? So I don't give you enough appreciation or affirmation. No, 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 no. I'm, are you taking this personally right now? Apparently. <laughs> are you talking to the audience in general right now? Yes. Okay. You just go on and I'll listen. We'll do your therapy later, honey. <laughs> so the, the point is though, how much are you giving, right? Because you can only change yourself directly. Right. So we want more mm-hmm. naturally in our marriages. And most of the folks listening to our podcast are hoping to improve their marriages. Mm-hmm. So they're wanting more. Are we getting this all clear now? Yeah, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm turning around to say, how much are they giving? Because one of the things we've noticed in our marriage is that this gratitude and appreciation thing is a cycle. The more you give, the more you get. Mm-hmm. And we kind of go in and out of this cycle all the time, but we're trying to be more in than out. 
And so it's just looking for those moments when we can say, I really appreciate how you handled our daughter in that difficult situation. Or thanks for doing my laundry again. You say that like every time I do your laundry. Yeah, I'm getting good at that now. Yeah. And the laundry has been fairly consistent too. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to pull up any dirty <laughs> socks and put them in your drawer. <laughs> oh, you're really confessing all your sins today. Okay. Now, this should be a very healing episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the classic cycles we get into as couples is the demand withdraw cycle. And this demand withdraw cycle is where one spouse is demanding, the other's withdrawing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Probably 80% of the time or more, it's the wife demanding and the husband withdrawing. Like it's generally gender stereotypical in that sense. Okay. And this is, we had this discussion about the honey-do list the other day. This is where that thought started, right? Because you ever seen a wife with a honey-do list written up by her husband? Now, just hear me out here. That's no <laughs> criticism of wives. She's writing that up for him because she's doing that to engage him in what needs done. But even that simple thing, the honey-do list, in a perfectly healthy marriage, I think is evidence of a demand-withdrawal cycle going on. I don't think so. Okay. This is just evidence of a wife who doesn't want to nag or, you know, be overly demanding. So she just writes it down so that he can just get around to it whenever he has the time to get around to it. So this is like an act of love. (laughs) That's a good reframe right there. Anyways, this is getting too intense. So I'm going to withdraw to the next point. <laughs> so the next point is, mm-hmm. can I just dismiss your thing? Out you of did completely. But that, that's what happens in marriages. It's the demand withdraw cycle. You came in intense, so I moved on. Okay, let's keep doing that. Now, a study this year looked at how gratitude impacts demand withdraw patterns. Because usually the, the demand withdraw thing has a negative effect. Like so, right there, I felt totally dismissed. Yeah you're, yeah, you're kind of disgruntled, right? And it looks like an attacking wife. That's not even close. That was in my notes. It's just a coincidence. And a husband distancing himself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what they found is that gratitude acts to protect couples from the negative effects of demand withdrawal patterns. Hmm. What? Nothing. (laughs) Obviously, we don't have enough gratitude in here. Apparently not. (laughs) So they they found that expressing gratitude to your spouse is a practical process that both promotes and protects the quality of your marriage. Cause we get in this cycle and we do this thing, but gratitude acts as a buffer. It just builds up this resilience against this natural pattern that, that couples fall into. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why you haven't slammed your headphones on the table and stormed out of the room yet. <laughs> so you thanked me for doing the laundry <laughs> last week. <laughs> it's that simple. But what I really think is cool about this is that anyone can do gratitude for Linda. Yes. And it, it will have a positive impact on your marriage. That's the point. That's neat. Like, it's such a simple thing. Yes. But do you know what? I think if you're really disgruntled, like, I think that's where your bonus audio thing will come in good. If you're really disgruntled, it's hard to show appreciation or gratitude. Like, if there's something that you just got to address. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But let's let's keep taking this gratitude a little further, right? Okay. So, gratitude is an expression of appreciation, right? So, a study from 2012 found that people who feel appreciated by their romantic partner report acting more appreciative in return towards their partner. So it okay. reciprocates. So you got but, your positive cycle going. Yes. Yep. And people who are more appreciative of their spouse report being more responsive to their spouse's needs. So if you give appreciation, you'll get it back, but your spouse will also become more responsive to your needs. It's like it, it opens up their radar to become more aware of how they can help be with support 
encourage your spouse. Well, like going back to the laundry thing Mm -hmm. is you thank me for doing your laundry. So I try and keep your laundry up to date. Like I'm responding to your needs. Is yes, that kind it, of it's what still, we're... It, it's more, it's that, but it's also, you become aware of other things because you have this mm. grateful person and all of a sudden you enjoy doing stuff for them. Yes. That's what it comes okay. into. Okay. Right. And appreciative spouses show more responsiveness and commitment in interactions with their spouse. And these behavioral displays, they're called relational maintenance behaviors. Now in, in marriage research, when it talks about marriage maintenance, like when we think of maintenance, we think of just stopping stuff from breaking down. Mm-hmm. But in, in marriage research, when we talk about maintenance, maintenance are behaviors that keep the marriage flourishing, okay. running really well. So think of this as a positive thing, even though it's kind of a mundane term that they use. So they, they call this relational maintenance behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. They're one way in which appreciation is transmitted from one spouse to the other. So we really kind of start layering these positive impacts one on top of the other, because now you're adding commitment to the mix. So you see mm-hmm. what we did there? Nope. We started with appreciation. Yeah. People get more appreciative and then they become more aware of their spouse's needs. Mm-hmm. Right. And then on top of that, now they mix commitment into it. There's more commitment to people who are more appreciative. Yes. Oh. So it builds from, from gratitude to appreciation to greater awareness and responsiveness to needs to being more committed in that relationship. Wow. Yeah. And that, to me, I just, I love that article because it just pointed out sort of, this is the positive cycle that we can create when we ramp up positivity in our marriages. Yeah. And what an outcome. Yes. This <laughs> is, this is what makes marriage sweeter. What makes it thrive. Right. And so you might, or our audience might be asking. <laughs> <laughs> In case I ask. <laughs> what do these behaviors look like? And what did the researchers see people doing that helped? So give me some practical examples, right? But before mm-hmm. I get too practical, I just want to tackle this conceptually first in with one sentence. Like nerd language? <laughs> that wasn't very positive. No, I'm just saying how smart you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, good, good turn on that one. So any behavior that maintains the marriage in some way will be perceived as an act of appreciation. Remember what I said about maintain? Like this is investing behavior. It's good, a positive thing, mm-hmm. right? Now I'm just trying to think of something that... Oh, so here's some examples. Okay. Is that okay? Yep. So practically these researchers, they found couples doing things like telling their spouse that he or she is the best. We used to like fight over this. Do you remember that when we were first married? You're the best. No, 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 you're the best. <laughs> didn't even know we were building up our marriage good of we were being negative Why? in our positivity oh that's weird yeah i'll have to think about that one later another thing they found is telling your spouse how much you appreciate him or her mm-hmm. and and when you can wrap that or uh, by the way i think it's good to note there Verlinda, on expressing the appreciation if you can add the word because mm-hmm. and then give a real example why then it's not like here i'm throwing you a bone it's more like I really believe this because you did this and I saw that and I appreciate it. It bases the appreciation in fact. Yes. Like if you text your spouse saying, oh, love you so much, you know, at a random time during the day. That's not bad. That That's a good thing. But if you say why you just thought that right now, yeah. that just kind of goes the next level further. Yes. And just exactly. makes it that much more heartwarming. Yes. So try and give a reason. Yeah, I like that. I can see that. So the next thing is uh, that they saw is acknowledging things that your partner does for you, even the really small things. Mm -hmm. 
So just those little gestures, when you acknowledge them, it reinforces that behavior. Acknowledging or treating your spouse like he or she is someone special. Mm. Finding yourself struck with a sense of awe or wonder at the thought of your spouse being in your life. And what I've been realizing that I was doing is I would do this in my head and I would never give voice to it. Oh, interesting. Then that might be a guy thing more on the withdrawing side. Like if you find yourself doing that, like put that in some words. Yeah, because that's like huge. Yes. Mojo. And another thing they found is just not taking your spells for granted. Mm -hmm. So these are expressions of gratitude and appreciation that really build up the marriage, right? But my question is, how much of these are you bringing to your marriage? This is to our audience, Verlinda. <laughs> and again, that's, you know, that's a list of six incredibly valuable things you can bring to your marriage. If you're out jogging or in your car, make sure you pull up the blog post. We'll have these listed out for you as well. You can mull these things over, think about how you can start building them into daily routines in your communication. And you can get to our post uh, on your phone or on your computer at oif.link slash 89. But that's not all. There's more kinds of positivity. So... I want to talk about playfulness and enthusiasm and humor and affection to your marriage. Now, I'm glad we get to talk about playfulness for Linda because I'm just naturally a frolicky kind of person. <laughs> frolicky, <laughs> hey? Yeah. Enthusiastic but, and playful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I and I'm it. more naturally the negative, boring spouse. I should really work on the enthusiasm. <laughs> you should. Okay. Maybe we get a towel and wipe the sarcasm <laughs> off that last line. So here's a story uh, or from a study by a couple of researchers that were looking at playfulness and enthusiasm in everyday life, as well as the use of humor and affection during conflict. Like they actually researched this? Oh, yeah. Wow. So this is a story about Cynthia and David. Cynthia and David were arguing about finances again. Do I know Cynthia and David? No, this is okay. from this research article. Oh, okay. At least I don't think you do. Cynthia had painstakingly saved for months to create a buffer for future emergencies. David wanted to use the money to take the family on a much-needed vacation. And this discrepancy between saving and spending had become a common theme, so the conflict quickly became heated and territorial. Suddenly, Cynthia looked down and said, What happened to your socks? Startled, David looked down at his blackened socks and commented, I had to chase a raccoon out of our garden and I didn't have time to put on my shoes. And they both laughed. Wow. I'm just wondering where you're going with this, because it's kind of a random story. Every guy needs a raccoon in his garden. <laughs> no, but the point is that they were engaged in conflict, right? Yeah. But they had that short moment of shared laughter and positive emotion. So this couple mm. in the middle of conflict over a sensitive, tough, hard to sort out issue, both of them having valid points, mm-hmm. right? They found something to have humor over. Mm. They found a moment of joy with each other. Now, I'm not frolicky, but I can do this. Yeah, you're really okay? good at diffusing with humor. Yeah. Yeah. But we need these moments of joy because we do have conflict and we do have upset and we do have stress as couples that comes in and we have things to sort out. And sometimes we get in a rut and it's almost like we're intentional about our negativity. Like hmm. we make sure we cover all those difficult issues, right? That <laughs> happens. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it, it's just like these negative situations, they arise all by themselves. They, they invade, they come into our lives. We don't ask for them. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have to be purposeful about cre- creating positives, positive moments, mm-hmm. joyful moments, mm-hmm. humorous mm-hmm. moments, right? And these researchers made some interesting observations that take this further. They looked at 130 couples on two different occasions, once when they were in conflict and once when they were in a normal mealtime interaction. And they looked at how these couples responded around issues of positivity and conflict. Here's what they found. Mm -hmm. 
First thing, playfulness and enthusiasm. Couples who are more positive and playful during everyday moments and interactions were more able to bring affection and humor into their arguments. Hmm. This was a theme in their marriage. Okay. Yeah. So, and this is, I think this is very, very important to note for Linda because maybe somebody listens to this and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to start making wisecracks in our next argument. That is not going to go no. over well. No. Because you have to have that positive already built in. It has to be part of your style. Ooh. Yes. So, well, that just makes it sound scary and what? unachievable. It has to be part of your style. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, just start at mealtime. Yeah. Have a little humor together. A little oh, positivity, right? Okay. Okay. Send your wife a text message when you're off at work. Something you appreciated about her, what she did or how she packed your lunch. You know what I mean? Just start with those little moments and be sincere about that positivity. And then what you'll find is... So this is the enthusiasm you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, like the, just being enthusiastic about the little things. Yeah. Or oh, playful. Okay. Well, how are you going to be playful about sending a text message about your lunch? Well, I mean, there's more ways to be playful than through a text message. Yeah. I'd say text messaging isn't a great way to be playful. Right. Okay. So, so when that's done and conflict arises, you've already kind of got this building up. It's going to help. That's the point. Hmm. Okay. Next, next thing they found, humor and affection. Kind of related, but a little different. Humor and affection in the midst of conflict predicted how healthy the couple's relationship would be in the future. So the playful and enthusiasm interactions means you're more able to bring that affection and conflict. humor into your conflict. And then if you have that humor and affection in your conflict, yeah. it means you'd be... They actually saw that as a predictor of their future. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's okay. why this is so important. Yep. Now, a couple of gender things. The husband's playfulness. Okay. The study found a difference in gender, specifically in terms of the husband's playfulness. The husband's playfulness was related to both his wife's playfulness and enthusiasm. So the more playful he was, the more it got her going in that sense. And in addition, the husband's playfulness was related to the couple's ability to access humor during conflict. So hmm. there's a little more opportunity for husbands here to step up with some playfulness that's going to help the marriage, both in terms of how she responds and their ability to access humor while they're in the middle of an argument. Can you give some examples of what playfulness looks like? Like, I guess I'm really struggling in this department. Yeah. Like when I think of play, I'm thinking like play. Like we're in a sandbox with Tonka trucks? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like play tag or... Okay. I, to me, in a couple, playfulness, it's like flirtatiousness, uh, just kind of fooling around in a positive way with humor. So it's not always like a sexual... No, no. It's like where you're enjoying each other and there's some laughter and gaiety and, you know, just that... Um, okay. I'm having a hard time coming up with concrete examples. Yeah, me too. We kind of monkey around a little bit or you do activities together that you both really enjoy that causes you to laugh together and to feel joy together. Okay. Rather than like the stereotypical husband comes home from work, sits on the couch. Yeah. Watches TV, doesn't interact. Yeah. So it's creating engagement with your wife around things that you both enjoy doing that causes spontaneity, laughter, all these different things. Okay. Yeah. Now she has to be willing to go along with that. Yeah. 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 Next part in here is the husband's enthusiastic responses. When he responds enthusiastically during everyday life, it 
influences her affection during conflict. Now Ooh. think about that for Linda. Like how affectionate do you feel towards me when I just kind of grunt and don't really stop what I'm doing? No, not yeah. okay. very. For those of you that can't see her, she's gritting her teeth <laughs> and she looks frightening. I'm going to withdraw. Okay. But that's the point, right? So responding enthusiastically to your wife is critical. Yeah. To her it's affection. just like being present. Yes. It doesn't mean like jumping up and down. And responsive. I don't think. Yeah. Yes. You're getting very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> okay, shut up. And the wife's enthusiastic responses. So this is where the gender thing goes the other way. The wife's enthusiastic responses seem to drive the husband's affection. Ooh. And what's interesting is in the study, this was the only way that they observed. This was the only way that they observed in which the husband's affection was influenced. So he, husbands felt this, the, their affection driven by her enthusiasm. There was something about that that just charged him up. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So there's some really interesting observations there. And their conclusion was that for most couples, it would be best to focus on building enthusiasm and playfulness in daily moments. And the nice thing I think about that, Verlinda, is an easy area to work on first, and it could lead naturally to the couple experiencing affection and humor during conflict. Hmm. So for, Interesting. for our audience... <laughs> By the way, this is us being playful. Oh. See that? You see what I did there? Yeah. I appreciate you bringing humor to our conflict. Okay, that was not enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have have six questions here for our audience to think about (laughs) and my wife. How enthusiastic are you towards your spouse? How playful are you? How much humor do you bring to your marriage? What about affection? How much affirmation are you bringing? How much gratitude are you expressing? So if you want something to take home and do right now, just think about one thing you'd like to tell your spouse tonight that you appreciate about him or her. Mm. Or one funny moment that you'd like to share with him or her. Or something playful you could do together. That's your homework. Okay. Well, there's two pieces of homework. Okay. And this is for the realists that are out there. If there's something about your spouse that's bugging you, you need to clear the air with some feedback for your spouse before you feel the urge to be playful or jovial. I have an audio clip. It's private, but it's free with your email address. And this audio clip that I mentioned earlier, it'll help you to know how to give accurate and positive feedback without throwing a wet blanket on the warmth of your marriage. And you can get that by texting the word podcast to 9292 spouse and following the instructions by text message. Or you can pull up the blog post for this episode in your web browser at oyf.link slash 89. That's a shortcut to this blog post. Look for the gray box with the orange button that offers you the chance to exchange your email for the bonus audio, and then we'll email you a link to this very helpful step-by-step instruction for giving positive feedback. That sounds good. Speaking of positive feedback. Yeah, we got some positive feedback so good. Five stars by Jason Jess in New Zealand. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Hey, like people from all over the place. That is really awesome. Say, I find this podcast really helpful and informative. Such a nice emphasis on research and tools. Love it. Cool. So that one's for you because you're like the research geekaroni. There you go. Thanks, Jason Jess. Much appreciated. Mm Mm-hmm. Next week, we're talking about how social media can be an unexpected threat to your marriage. This is so relevant. Yeah, we've had a few people write us about this. One husband who was like, 
totally blown away that he found himself in an emotional affair all of a sudden, and he's working now to save his marriage. An emotional affair on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And another wife uh, discovered her husband doing the same thing. We even had a few discussions ourselves about chatting with friends of the opposite gender on Facebook and how conversations can just seem to go on longer than you want or anticipate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even when you're not intending for anything. Yeah. So watch for that one next week. That'll be good. So that's all for today's episode. Again, you can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 89. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I am so pumped about today's episode. <laughs> nice. Is that a bit too much? No, that's good. Is it? Okay. Are you being sarcastic? Well, I thought we were just, I thought this was the real recording, but that's just you testing it out. Oh, that was just me. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs>